there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Arise with Amber. Thank you guys so much for coming back and for joining me each week. I am so blessed to have a lot of who we say are called Arisers who have come back for over 150 different episodes. We've been doing this for a little over three years, I believe now. I can't believe it's been that long. If you are new here, you can check out a lot of the old Arise episodes over on YouTube. You can search Arise with Amber over there, and you can kind of... I wouldn't want to say catch up because you didn't you, di- you didn't miss much. Um, it's just basically my my growth through my faith journey through our loss of our son River and me kind of walking that out um, with you guys and what I was going through and what I was feeling and and my vulnerability and my emotions through it all and it kind of became this little virtual small group that what started out as just a broken mama turning on her camera to film kind of turned into this small ministry now where I just want to share the love that I have for Jesus. And we walk through scripture. We talk about parenting and marriage and life and friendships and everything that we face in this life. And I hope that something that I say will make you want to seek the Lord. Or if you already know him, I pray that it makes you want to go deeper with him And I just pray that I can be an encouragement to you that no matter what life brings your way, you can arise. So let's pray. Well, Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the gift that you give us, the gift of salvation through you, God. I thank you for your presence in each of our lives. I thank you that you care for us so deeply that you have positioned each person here for this very moment. I pray that if someone is far from you, God, that you draw them in. I pray that you give them your peace and your rest only that you can do. God, I thank you for this little virtual small group that we have in this this small online space. I thank you for every person who has showed up for every episode, and I thank you for everyone who's new. God, I pray that I can just plant the seed, Lord, so that you can reap the harvest. May our lives lead people to you. May everything that we do be for your glory and your glory alone. Thank you, Lord. We love you. We worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, well, I am actually speaking at an event tonight, actually. And I thought after I finished this, I was actually going to do an Arise on Friendships, which I'm going to do next week. But I thought after I finished this message that I was just going to give the same message on Arise today because I think it's so important to shine the light that we have for Jesus. And have you ever noticed that there's a there's a different glow about a person when they have a true relationship with Christ? There's a peace about them. There's there's a grace about them. And my mother-in-law is such a faithful woman and she's taught me so much and I swear she seems to get younger looking every year because she has this Jesus glow about her that is just so beautiful. And many uh, many friends of mine have that same glow a glow that shows that you've been lit, a glow that shows that you have been activated by Jesus and activated for his kingdom. And, you know, some people might have been lit when they were little. You might have grown up in a faithful Christian home with faithful Christian parents, and you might have just always had the light of Jesus showing through you ever since you were little. Other people might have had that flame ignited much later in life. Um, You may have had it lit by a word at church by, by God's word, by just reading your Bible yourself. 
you may have had it lit through a church camp. You may have given your life to Christ at a church camp, or he may have he may have drawn you to him at church camp to where you surrendered your life to him. You may have had your flame lit at a Sunday service or through a pastor or through a stranger or just another fellow believer. But others truly didn't see the light until they were broken. And in some of the deepest, darkest pain of their lives. And many of you know, um, it was only a year before I was broken that God had been moving in my life. God had been drawing me to him. I, I was beginning to attend conferences, Christian women's conferences. I was beginning to read devotionals. I was beginning to, to really want to know the Lord and he was drawing me in. I was, I was starting to go to Bible studies and about a year later is when our life changed forever. And that's when we lost our son in 2019. We were in some of the darkest pain that you can imagine as a parent losing a child, but God was, was making himself known. God was making himself known to us in such a way that was irresistible and I look back now, and like I said, I, I, I see that he was moving even before I was going to need him. He was placing people in our lives who we would be walking through this season with. He was drawing us toward his word. He was drawing us to the Bible. And, and through our suffering, you know, I, I read so many devotions. I, I did so much to try to heal. We cried out to God in agony. And at one point... My husband said, we need to put all the devotions away and we need to go straight to the word of God. And that's what we did. And he, he kept drawing us in and he comforted us. And through reading his word, he transformed my entire life. And I read how his word says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And that's John eight twelve. I would wake up in sadness and grief and tears and not even wanting to get out of bed, but I would open up my word again and I would read just as in Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Psalm 36, 9, for with you is the fountain of life. In your light do we see light. Psalm 18, 28, for it is you who light my lamp. The Lord, my God, lightens my darkness. Through that darkness, through that unbelievably painful season in my life, his light overcame me. I was lit. <laughs> I, I was lit for the kingdom. And our world is fallen and broken. God's word does not shy away from that. God's word does not shy away from the suffering that his people will have to endure. But he says we don't have to do it alone. And Jesus tells us that we will have trouble, but take heart because he has overcome the world. God had a plan for this darkness and he sent his son. He sent the light. He sent the savior. He sent the source of everything that we will ever need. Jesus was sent to cast out the darkness. His finished work on the cross was to save sinners like you and like me, and to draw us out of the darkness that we might be living in, or the sadness, or the sin, and to give us hope and an eternal gaze. And most of all, he was sent to give us salvation through him. 
the wrath of God for our sin was, was poured out on him. And by his grace, through faith, we can be brought back into right relationship with him. And Jesus came so that we could have life and we could have it abundantly. But so many still sit in darkness. So many are still lost. So many are still hurting. So many are still stuck in that sin or, or are living just crippled with anxiety and depression and suicidal thoughts. So many are still living of the world. We serve a God who loves his children so much that he partners with us for his glory. He partners with us to use us as vessels, as lights, to go into the world and to shine the light of Jesus, to share the good news. And he doesn't need us. He is all powerful. He is all sovereign. He can do it all on his own, but he uses us. And what a privilege that is to be able to be some small part of his grand plan. If you have had the light of Jesus shown in your heart, if, if God has changed you from the inside out, whether that was from a young age or whether that was from yesterday, whether it was through, whether it was through an incredible sermon that you heard or, or a, a message of, of a friend sharing the gospel with you or whether it was through immense suffering, you now have a duty to shine that light for others. Jesus says in Matthew 5, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. A lot of people ask what their purpose is in this life. What is my purpose? What is, what is, my, what is God's will for my life? We were created for the sole purpose of glorifying God. And people of the world or unbelievers don't want to believe that, don't want to agree to that. They, they want to think that God is so narcissistic that we need all the glory to point to him. No, he's already glorious. But we are to reflect the light that he shines through Jesus into a lost and broken world. What an incredible honor it is that Jesus calls himself the light of the world. And yet he calls us the light of the world too, because Jesus is the light, because we have been born again, because we are followers of Christ by grace through faith. His light shines through us. He says, you are the light. He doesn't say you could be the light or you might be the light or you should be the light. He says, you are the light. So he says, let your light shine before others. By his grace, we are saved. His love, his light lives inside of us. And so by these gifts, we are to be obedient to his word and to what his word calls us to do. And that is to go all to the ends of the earth. That is to share the love that we have been given. That is to share the forgiveness. That is to share the truth of the gospel. And that is to share the triune God of scripture. For what? For what purpose? To glorify our father in heaven. He is worthy. He alone is worthy. We are just the reflectors of that worth and of that light. 2 Corinthians 4, 6 says, For God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. It is our duty, our calling, to share that knowledge, 
that wisdom with others, to share the gospel, to share our testimony of how God called us out of the dark and into the glorious light and how he can do the same for you, how he can do the same for them. They don't have to sit in that darkness anymore. You don't have to sit in that pain. He is calling you up and out. And if you are here listening to this arise, if you are here watching, if you are stuck in these seasons of sadness and grief and despair and sin, you don't have to stay stuck. He is calling you up and out. There is light ahead. There is joy and there is peace. And his name is Jesus. I always heard growing up, don't talk about religion or politics. Don't don't talk about those things. Don't bring it up in conversation. So I always took that to heart when I was younger. And, and even when I became a believer, I still didn't want to seem preachy. If you go back and watch some of these old episodes of Arise, I said, well, I don't want to be too preachy because I was worried about saying something wrong or offending somebody or not feeling qualified to share the good news and the love of God. And people would be I was, I was afraid that I might say something that could turn them away from God. Um, no. <laughs> God says, A town built on a hill cannot be hidden, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. We can't put our lamp under a bowl of fear, so to speak, especially in today's world where the world... And those in rebellion against God are so loud. They're so loud. Christian, you are called to share the good news. You are called to be a light in this broken world. Don't hide that light out of fear of man. We are to have a fear of the Lord. And honestly, you know, I've, I've learned <laughs> through my walk with the Lord that God draws through who he draws. We don't have enough power to turn someone away from God. You know, someone might tell you that you might have turned them off to the Lord or that the church turned them off from God, but we don't have that much power. It's not like something that, that you say is going to ruin the salvation for somebody else. God is sovereign. If, if they are one of God's chosen people, they will be chosen. They will be called. They will be pulled out of the darkness. We are just called to plant the seeds. He alone is the saver. His word says it does not return void. Now, it might fall on rocky soil, because, you know, as we learn in the parable of the sower, not everybody's soil is ready. My soil wasn't ready at a time, but people planted seeds for me along the way. And when time was ready, God opened up my eyes and God shone his light into my darkness. God will reap the harvest when it's time. You have been chosen by the creator of the universe to be a light for Jesus. And there may be some of you listening who don't know him or who don't have a relationship with him. But I can tell you if you're here and if you're listening, whether you're new or whether you've been here for a while, that God is drawing you in and he's pricking your heart. And I pray that these arises or something that I say or anything that you listen to through the word will make you explode into a flame and to go deeper in relationship with him so that your flame and your light will sweep through generations to come. And we'll light that light for other people. The enemy will make us think a lot of times that we are not qualified to share the love of Jesus. I, when I first began this, I, I thought, Lord, who, who am I? Who am I that someone is going to listen to me? I don't know anything. I haven't even read through the Bible. But I was just obedient to what he placed on my heart. And so I just started recording. I just started sharing what the Lord was, was showing me. And I just prayed really hard through it. God, 
let me share your truth. Equip me. Give me your words because I alone can't do it. It's by your strength and by your truth that I'm able to feel qualified to even even do these Arise episodes. But that's from the enemy. The enemy wants you to feel like you don't know what you're talking about, that you don't you are not qualified to share the love of God, or he wants us to think that it's only pastors or missionaries that are called to do that. It's not just pastors, it's not just missionaries, it's every single person who has repented and believed in Jesus, and it's everyone who loves the true God of the Bible, and it's everyone who has the light of life living inside of him. It's you, and it's me, and don't allow the enemy to make you feel this way. Don't allow the enemy to make you dim your light for fear of offending others. We can share the truth of the gospel with the grace and the love and the boldness and the confidence and with salt and light. Think of any candlelit Christmas service you've ever been a part of. Think of how the room starts. It's usually really dark. There's a couple of candles kind of lit off in different corners of the room, dispersed throughout the crowd. And as we turn to our neighbor, sharing that light with others, with the person next to us, with our family, with our friend, with that little three-year-old sitting next to you, or even a complete stranger, the whole room is soon illuminated. It's bright. It's full. And we show the power of that unified light. Now, you may say, okay, I know we're supposed to be the lights of the world. I just don't know how to really do that. (laughs) There are many ways to shine the light of Jesus. And first, in order to shine that light, we must be lit from the source. We must draw near to the source. We must draw near to the giver of light. And God is our source. His word is a lamp to our feet. We know and believe that Jesus is is God and he is the savior of the world. We must know that we are saved by grace through faith. It is not of our own doing. It is by the finished work of Jesus. And we can do this by reading his word and by staying connected to him. So we can do this by drawing near to his word every day. We can do this by, by connecting and staying connected with him daily. We have been made for a purpose, but that purpose is not about just you or just me. It's a much bigger purpose. It is, it is kingdom purposed. It is, we have been created for, to do kingdom work and we need to be renewing our minds daily. We need to be drawing near. We need to be studying. We need to be learning what his word says so that we can feel confident to go into the world and share the good news of the gospel. We can be unashamed because we know that the word is the saving power of God. To be a light in a dark world, we have to be different from the world. We can't be walking around like the world or we're, we're no different. We've been called to be set apart and that's not always easy. We've been called to be set apart by how we live and, and how we view sin. In Romans 12 too, it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. When we are lit when we are on fire. We are lit by the source. We can reflect his truth and his character and his love by our obedience in all that we do. And we want others to see Jesus in us. And they can see that by the life we live. They can, they can see that by how we're raising up our children to, to know and fear the Lord, by how we model the gospel in our marriage, by how we treat our spouse. We can be kind and compassionate and loving and, and forgiving and patient and We can, um, when we live by these things, we can show the true light of Jesus and and it's a reflection of God and his goodness for others to see in a dark world. 
We can live in gratitude daily and be an encourager to others. As followers of Jesus, we know that we have been saved from hell. We have been saved from, from, from sin. We have been saved from darkness and sadness. And we know where our home is. We know that every good gift is from Jesus. So we can live a life of gratitude and be an encourager to others facing hard times. Encourage them that there is still so much to be grateful for, even in the midst of pain, even in the midst of sadness, even in the midst of trials. We can shine the light of Jesus by opening up our homes. We can invite people in. We can break bread with them. We can get to genuinely know them, ask them questions about their lives, ask them questions about their families, take notes of the things that they say, write things down so that we can remember these things and, and ask them later, for, ask them follow-up questions later to show that we truly care. Take note of their favorite things. If they, if they ever mention something, write it down. Listen for ways that you can serve them in the future or help them whenever something may come up. We can reach out and serve others either by through the church or just through our community or just reaching out to a friend in need, making a meal for somebody if they are going through a hard time or if they're, they're helping a sick family member or if they've just had surgery or, for, or just had a baby. Send a card, send a text, just let them know that you're thinking of them. It could be little, little things. It could be something as small as I've said before, is just smiling at a stranger on the street, holding a door open. We live in such a connected world, so to speak, like we're all on our phones and everything. We're, we're connected, but we're so disconnected. I was driving at the grocery store the other day and, and people, like I said, people just don't even look at each other. People don't say, excuse me. People don't say thank you. People don't make eye contact. They don't smile. Just smile. Just say, excuse me. Just say, please, or thank you, or help somebody out every now and then. That is just a small way to shine the light of Jesus in this world. And you might be the only little bit of Jesus that they see. Count others more important than yourself. It's, this life is just truly not about just us. It's about so much more. And we can be also good stewards of the gifts that God has given us, of the finances and of the possessions that we have. Every good gift is from above. And it is borrowed. It is not ours. It has been given to us by God, to be stewarded for his glory. We are blessed so that we can be a blessing to other people. So search for ways how you can be a blessing, whether it be financially, whether it be um, with a gift that you have or a talent that you have or anything, you can be a blessing to somebody else. We can be lights for Jesus in the way that we speak, in the way that we hold our tongue, in the interactions that we have, in the posts that we share in this, this modern social media world. We are called to go into all the world, but that doesn't necessarily mean we need to go to Ethiopia or something. Yes, we need people there. Yes, we need people to, to go and, and take the gospel to the ends of the earth, but we don't need to neglect what's right in front of us. God has positioned you where you are right now and given you the sphere of influence that you have so that you could shine his light in the vicinity of where God has placed you. And that's just in your home. That's just in your workplace. That's just in your community. God has positioned you there right now. So what are you doing right now in the interactions that you have with the people that God has placed in front of you every single day? We can have compassion on the lost. We have to remember where we once were. 
it, it, you know, sometimes when we become a Christian and, and we are followers of Jesus, we do look at sin differently, but we don't want to get up on this pedestal and look down on those that are lost because we were once there. I was once there. I was, as Paul would say, the chief of sinners. I was so sinful and living of the world and God saved a wretch like me and he can do the same for them. And we need to not look at those people as our enemies. We need to look at them as our mission field. We need to go to work in that dark place and shine the light and draw them out. Ephesians 5.8 says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. Lastly, we can, we can shine God's light by prayer. We can pray. pray is, prayer is so powerful, and it's our direct line of communication with our Creator and with our Savior. And pray and ask God to open your eyes, Lord, how can I shine your light? Who can I be a, a beacon, a flame for in my vicinity, show me that. Open my eyes. Give me your wisdom. Give me your knowledge. Give me boldness. Give me courage to share. Give me courage to share. Take away any fear I might have. Take away any doubt. Silence the enemy. And then send me out to battle for you. Acts twenty six seventeen says, I am sending you to them to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. And that's Acts 26, 17 through 19. I have many people in my circle, I say many, just a couple, who have said to me, you know, I wish I had what you have. I wish I had your joy. I wish I had your peace. I don't know how you have that, especially after all that you've been through. And what's funny is that I didn't have this peace. I didn't have this joy. I was happy. I didn't have this joy that I have after God broke me. And I've shared this story before. It's the story of, of the glow stick. And I'll share it one more time just for anybody who's new. But there's a story floating around on Facebook and it says, I was in a Dollar Tree last night and there was a lady and two kids behind me in the long line. One was a big kid and the other was a toddler. The bigger one had a pack of glow sticks, and the toddler was screaming for them. The mom opened up the pack and gave him one, which stopped his tears. He walked around with it smiling, but then the bigger boy took it away, and the toddler started screaming again. Just as the mom was about to fuss, the older child bent the glow stick and handed it back to the toddler. As we walked outside at the same time, the toddler noticed that the stick was now glowing, and his brother said, I had to break it so that you could get the full effect from it. The woman writes, I could hear God saying to me, I had to break you to show you why I created you. You had to go through that so you could fulfill your purpose. The, the child, you know, was happy just swinging that unbroken glow stick because he didn't understand what it was created to do, which was to glow, to shine. And maybe that's not your story. Maybe God didn't have to break you open to bring you to him. But that's mine. God had to literally break me open to bring me to his feet, to shine his light in my world, to make me see, to lift the veil. God had to break me. I was perfectly happy, you know, just so to speak, swinging my, my unbroken glow stick. I was happy in my marriage. We lived in a, our quote dream home. Granger was successful. My kids were happy. 
but I was not walking in the light of God. I was not walking in my purpose. I was not walking in what God had called me to be and, and called me to do. He used that breaking to light a fire in me for Jesus and for the gospel and for this broken world. And so that I could hopefully encourage someone who is going through suffering to tell them that there is light in that dark place and to bring them to Jesus. I don't know what your faith journey looks like or, or what your relationship God, with God looks like, but I know that you have been called to a much greater purpose and you have no idea what God can do with your broken pieces. Perhaps you are shining his light. Praise be to God. Perhaps you are a, a true follower of Christ and you are going out into the world and you are shining his light and you are sharing the gospel and you are doing all the good deeds and the good works. Praise God. That's amazing. Keep doing what you're doing. But perhaps your light has been dimmed. Perhaps your, your, your light has been dimmed by fear or worry or anxiety or suffering. And I pray that something that I have said or, or I pray that another believer will step into your life and fan that flame one more time. Or I pray that God just invades your heart, even right now, to reignite that flame for you. And I want to challenge you guys this week to draw even deeper to the light of the world. Go out into this world after you draw deeper, after you are lit and glow for his glory. You are seen, you are loved, and you are chosen and valued by the creator of the universe. And he is calling you to shine. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for watching. I appreciate you. You are chosen. You are, you are so chosen by the creator of the universe and you are loved and you are seen and you are valued and you have purpose and God has a plan. I appreciate y'all. I will, I will see you guys next week. We're going to do an Arise on Friendships. If you want to send me a message, you can find me at arisewithamber.com. You can email me at arisewithamber at gmail.com. And you can visit the River Kelly Fund. You can read more about our story of our son at riverkellyfund.org. I'll see you guys next time.